Have you ever been in a, an opportunity to listen to a, a great sermon, a message? Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Maybe you've been uh, in person at a church service and you had that aha moment and you're like, man, I need to do that. I'm gonna do that. But then the moment passed, Sunday's over, Monday comes, and it just goes back to life as usual. Today, uh, we thought we would take the opportunity to wrap up this series, The New Now. And it's been a phenomenal series. If you if you are just maybe jumping into this series for the first time today, you gotta go back and watch through this. They've been so good. They've been right on point for what's going on uh, right now. But maybe you've had that moment. But we thought we would take the opportunity today to really quickly go back through and look at the things that stood out to us. And so we're going to have a panel here. I'm going to bring them out here in just, just a few moments. But we're going to, just from, uh, just from our perspective, what were some of those aha moments that maybe did not lead to movement? You know, James 1.22 says, do not be hearers of the word, but be doers, right? It doesn't work. Pastor Daniel, he says this all the time. Information alone is not the answer. Information plus application is what leads to transformation. This series has been called The New Now. And I know for many of you, and once again, I'm just, I'm speaking through my own perspective right now. For many of us, we get caught in one of two places. Either we're distracted by our past. So many people I know in my own life, I've talked to so many other people, they can't get past their past. Maybe for you right now, it's not that you maybe can't get past something in your past, but you just wanna go back to the past, right? You wanna go back to January 2020 or, or, or before, like you just wanna get back there. Maybe for others, um, you, you want to get past this and rightfully so, man, I, I wanna get past this season. But you, maybe you just, you can't wait till we get there. But what happens is we miss right now. And the Bible is very clear. The only guarantee we have is right now. And God is moving right now. He wants to do something in your life right now. And if we're distracted by our past or we're, we're, we can't wait till we get to the future or maybe even, uh, maybe even more detrimental, we're what-ifing the future. Isn't it funny how our what-ifs are never uh, good things, right? It, we never say, what if I'm a... I'm a millionaire. What if I get a promotion? It's, it's usually, what if I get sick? What if I lose my job? What if I can't pay my bills? What if I lose this person or that person? Our what ifs are hypothetical situations that paralyze us and distract us from what's going on right now. And so the idea of this series is one, Let's focus on now. What is God doing right now? It's also the acknowledgement that unfortunately, what's going on right now is new. It's different. We're probably never going to fully realize what happened in the past. And no one knows what's gonna happen in the future, but God is moving right now. And the only way that we can move forward is to put into practice, at least as Christians, is to put into practice the things that he is teaching us through his word and through gathering together and sitting under the teaching of a pastor, of a teacher, someone who's pushing us forward in 
our life as a Christian. So uh, without further ado, I want you to uh, welcome the members of our panel here that are here with us today. And I'm gonna introduce these guys uh, to you. And like I said, we're just going to, um, what are some of the things that stood, uh, that stood out to us from uh, these past weeks? And, and together, uh, maybe do a little, a little group therapy here. How can together we move forward with what God wants to do right now uh, in our lives, in our church, in our country? So uh, real quick, I wanna introduce these guys to you. We'll start right here. My name is Aaron. I am the campus pastor at our Grayson location, and uh, and Adam just really really excited to be here and just be able to speak to our people. Today. That's awesome. So uh, we'll have a little fun with this too. Uh, maybe what is something uh, that uh, and you're probably one of our newest staff members. So what's something maybe not everybody knows about you? Yeah. So uh, like kind of like what we were just talking about before we 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 hopped up here. I think the weight of my heart really and truly is food. Amen. And I mean, that keeps just revealing itself. The more time, like I just, I just talk about it all the time. I'm like, uh, but no, seriously, what somebody uh, really may just not know about me is I am passionate about board games. I think board games or cards are the, are the best way to bring family and friends together. Uh, and, and all my friends, they know that. They know like, yeah, yeah we've been It really brings house. out the real personality in people too. Yeah, it does, it does. Funny story, uh, and I know we were, we were just talking about this, but uh, literally the day one of you being on staff uh, with the leadership team, we went on this uh, overnight trip. We were going to a, 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 a meeting. And uh, so uh, Pastor Aaron came along and he didn't know anybody. I mean, he probably knew me the best because we had probably talked the most, but he didn't know nobody. And literally, he brings a bag full of board games and cards. And he was he was he he was pretty adamant that we were going to play, and we did. Yeah, yeah. looking back out, that was so weird, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? Who just like, hey, I don't even know these guys, but hey, we're going to play some board That's games right. tonight. You it know, it's a great way to break the ice. I, was, <laughs> I think so. I think it was just diving in both feet. There you, know you go. Right? Let's go. All right. Uh, what about you? Uh, my name is Connie. I'm the financial director here at the church. Awesome. So what's some same thing? Uh, you're an open book, right? Everybody knows everything about you. Sure. No, not really. <laughs> what's one thing that maybe not everybody knows about you? Um, so before you can hear anything I have to say and decide if you agree with it or not, you have to know three things about me. So I don't like coffee. I don't like cheesecake. And Ooh. I don't like barbecue. So you have to know these things and decide, do I really want to listen to her or not? I know and, the answer for Adam. And where, where are you currently on the status of Chick-fil-A? It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I can, I can all right. So, so we're I'm, making. I'm, I'm out, Connie. I'm out. <laughs> we're making some movement uh, there, and uh, definitely, if that would have came out, and I wasn't the one that hired you, but that would, that would have. <laughs> no good thing, I guess, that it wasn't you that hired I, me. We love Chick Fil A. Love yes. it. It's Can't. good stuff. Oh, spicy chicken sandwich. Let's Come go. On. And I won't leave myself out. If you don't know who I am, my name is uh, Adam. Eldridge, I am the executive pastor here, and I guess maybe one thing that not everybody knows about me, uh, man, I love, I love me some country music yeah. from the 90s, maybe not the current stuff, but like some Alan Jackson, Brad Paisley, man, uh, my son, he completely doesn't understand, and I just tell him this, you got to go through some stuff in your life before you understand <laughs> country music, you just, you just got to go through some stuff, somebody out there, you are with me, you understand what I am saying, but uh, we're going to have some fun here today. We're just going to dive right in. Uh, starting out in week number one, uh, the new now, um, Pastor Daniel, he, he, he just kind of came out of the gate and says, hey, listen, we are flipping from playing defense 
to offense. And he read us the scripture from Acts 2. And, and it's, it's a pretty long scripture. I think they're gonna put it up here on the screen. Um, but Acts 2, uh, starting in verse 43, uh, it says, all the believers, uh, they, they, uh, they met together in homes. They, they were doing life together. And he really painted this picture that looked a whole lot like what's going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. He talked about the difficulties they were facing, about um, everything that was going on. And, um, and so they had this deep sense of community. And so we'll just jump out right out of the gate. What's maybe something that, 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 that jumped out to you guys about how we need to or how we can build community during this time? Yeah, for, for me and my family, we started really just kind of simply and, and organically. We really started just focusing on on those that were closest to us, mm-hmm. and that was really our family. Uh, I think in this in this region, that's just a definite drive for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Their, their family is oftentimes some of their best friends, who, yeah. those they're, they're closest to. But we really wanted to just embrace our family, um, and I, I actually live right across the street from my in-laws, so that was really easy for us. But we understood yeah. that we needed to still be together. And then we took it a step further and we kind of extended our circle a little bit and opened up uh, more to some friends that were throughout this time. And, And I'm telling you, that has made all the difference. Whenever believers are able to gather and connect and stay, um, sustain communication with one another and care for one another, whether that's virtually or in a home, oh, it just makes all the difference in a spiritual walk. Right. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that too, Aaron, because um, family was the one of the big, big things for me too, for us community. And I'm not from here and I don't have any family here. So to be in this, um, this, these uncertain times when you're like, it's so fearful in the world and to not be surrounded by family is very hard. And I'm one of five kids. Um, and we're scattered all over the country. And so um, like starting in, in March when the quarantine started and the pandemic um, was just exploding, um, my, my, my siblings and I, we just started, and my, 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 my dad also, we started like this group text and in the beginning, like multiple, multiple times a day, just checking in with each other and making sure that we're each okay. Um, and we're still doing that. And it's not like a once a week process. It's like, yeah. that's still a daily thing. We're sharing each other's lives. Whereas we, not that we didn't do that before. We just didn't do that as a family before in a group text. We were individually checking in on each other every once in a while. But this is like a daily thing now that we have continued for the last six months and to just know that they're okay because I can't see them. Yeah. I'm not I'm not able to see them physically um, to just know they're okay. Yeah. And community is so important. Um, you know, for me, um, this, this whole thing has become much more than just about Sunday, right? And the things that you're talking about, it's great to gather on Sunday. But one thing I've learned is that this is, it's not just about the Sunday morning service because we can't gather together in person. And so, like I said, but what you're doing with the text and just family and friends, um, maybe, maybe you're, you know, for many people, they started watch parties. That was one of the things we talked about here. And maybe those have happened on Sunday, but I don't know about you, but every, like no day really feels like Sunday. <laughs> it's Groundhog's right? every, Day. <laughs> every day sort of feels the same. And so in that, we need, we need that community every single day. Yeah, and and most importantly, you have to be intentional mm. with it. Yeah. And I think that's just the that's really you have good intentions sometimes, but not the follow through. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, and somebody it's really just somebody picking up the phone and just saying, "Hey, how are you?" Or but if you have that thought, that's God placing that thought there. So you should probably you know like use that to follow through. Like do it immediately so that you don't forget because God's prompting you to to, right. to reach out to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Week two. 
Uh, this one, um, I know, shattered so many people's uh, perceptions. And really, I mean, I don't know. I've been on staff here since 2015, was part of the original team that launched our church. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know that, that PD ever has preached a message on politics and Jesus. He asked this question, would, is Jesus a Republican or Democrat? And my mind was blown. I'm like, probably neither, if we're just being honest, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, so politics, and, and he, he told the story about where the, the saying of united we stand, divided we fall. And we see in the scripture that Jesus's prayer for believers is that we are united. In fact, that was one of the last things he said before going back to heaven, that we are united. Man, we live in a divided world. Politics, there's nothing that divides like politics. And we're in an election year and that's coming up on us. Masks, COVID, all these things are working to divide us. What is one thing that you learned, maybe that stood out from you that we can do to unite us as a church, as believers, as friends, as family? Yeah, for me, it came down to the vision, really. What, what is the vision that, that I see for my life and for others' lives? And, and really, believers should have the same vision. And PD talked about it. What causes division is a difference in the vision, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful. Um, but really, the church should have the same vision to help, and especially here at Better Life, to help people follow Jesus so they can experience a better life. And Amen. a lot of times, yeah. we just put our own visions or what we think and feel above that. But really, it should be very simple to us. Follow the commands, be obedient to what Jesus has said, and really his commands become very simple. Yeah. But are you just simply loving others or are you allowing your own, um, your, your own agendas mm. or your own beliefs to trump what God wants us to do as his people? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Petey said during the message that if you... Um, can't love someone that you disagree with, then it's an immaturity problem in you and me. And so that was like a gut check for me because um, am I letting that stop me from loving anybody? So is that where I draw the line for Jesus? Like Jesus can't cross this line if I don't agree with you personally. And so that was really hard to, like that was a an introspection moment for me. Oh, okay, well that yeah. hurts a little bit, but, you know, but in a good way, like, like I think that God pricks our hearts so that we can grow and, and move out of that comfort zone rather than just being stuck where we are. Right. And this is all about, this is, this is the whole point of what we're doing here today. It's great to have an impactful moment, but without action, mm. no movement is created, right? It's, it's, it's great to have those moments, but the whole point as Christians to grow more like Jesus, we have to take action. And we're never gonna get there on this side of eternity, but we, every single day, we can grow closer and more like Jesus. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. So it's always good to talk about things that, that stood out to us, all this kind of thing. But let, let's make this personal. So what's, what's something that you have done or need to do, um, not that we can do, right? It's always make this from we to me. I can do, need to do, to bring unity. I think um, when you talked about stop, stop judging others, and I don't mean it in the sense of sin. Like we as Christians are called to hold each other accountable, like iron sharpens iron and um, speak the truth in love. Like if you see something and you love that person, be bold enough to tell them the truth. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about, but, but the, the opinions that other people have that maybe I don't agree with, it's just an opinion. um, But I can't, I don't, I need to stop judging people for their opinions and just get to know them more so that I understand 
where they're coming from. And I think that step alone for each of us to take would transform the church, transform the world, and, and just have open ears to listen to other people. Yeah, absolutely. I'll play right off of that. Really, it's about having these conversations that you really don't want to have. And, and what's so easy is just to say we differ in opinion. So I just, you know, we're just different. So we can't connect. But really, I think what we have to get to is can we have a conversation, especially as believers, hey, why do you believe why you know why do you believe the way that you do? I just want to better understand understand this. This isn't something to divide us. This isn't you know we are not the enemies here. Yeah. But can I just have that conversation? And it may be awkward. It may be tough. I am not one for a tough conversation. I'm normally a pretty jolly guy, and I like conversations to be you know pretty happy. Yeah. But when you start to confront somebody about about their beliefs and you just are hoping to have a, a better understanding of that, it can get awkward and it can get very, very tough. But I believe as believers, we we need to be more open to those conversations mm-hmm. and to respond to them in an extremely loving and caring way. Right. Um, even if at the end of it, you may still disagree, you should still be able to connect with say, hey, you know what? I love Jesus, and I'm just going to continue to live for him in the best way that I can. Yep. Um, but sometimes that's hard. Sometimes what's hard about those conversations is you don't know where you stand at the end of them. Yep. Uh, I think we're all looking for an end, 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 end goal, like a result coming out of it, and there may never be that. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I think we have to be willing to have just open and honest conversations that are really out of genuine love mm-hmm. and care. Yeah, and, and you said that. That's the scripture. Speak the truth. There's an end there, right? in love. The right thing said the wrong way is wrong because that it, it completely pushes people away. And so speak the truth in love. That's so good. I love what he said in that week. I know we're spending a lot of time here, but he said, it's all a matter of perspective. So many times we put, um, there's so many different filters we can put in front of the gospel filter, right? Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's a, a personal opinion that we have about an issue or this or that or whatever, but we have to flip that. And our, our, our filter of Jesus, of the, of the scripture has to come first. And we see everything through that lens instead of the other. We'll jump right in. We'll keep rolling here. Week number three talked all about the kingdom of heaven. I want to read this scripture here to us. Luke 17, 20 through 21 says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Man, that was a huge perspective shift for me. How have you understood the kingdom of God and how has that changed? Yeah, I think for me, it was always something that we were working to mm-hmm. and not really something that we were necessarily in. Yeah. And I, I love just the way that PD described that, especially when we talked about the early church and their perspective of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they felt like they were, you know, God was with them, that God, yeah. you know, they were in the kingdom of God. And I think yeah. that was just a, a beautiful mind shift for me. Yeah. Um, I liked where um, the, the, the change in the perspective of it's not, I'm not working towards a destination, like the whole um, the whole point of it is it's our, I am already, the kingdom of heaven is already in me. And so I just need to take that with me wherever I go. So if, uh, that gives me a little bit of accountability, like, um, today, everything I do everywhere I go, I already bring the kingdom of heaven in me, but are people seeing that kingdom of heaven in me wherever I go? And so that's where, you know, a little bit of accountability and it's not, I'm not working towards something like God has already given us all that God, God is, God has already given us 
like eternity. We just have to have that eternal perspective today. That's right. Yeah, the, the big the big thing, and just to reiterate what you what you guys both said, uh, it's not about the external; it's it's internal, and and even even more pressing for right now. Change the terminology around a little bit. So many times we view, and I think this has caused a lot of problems for a lot of people. We view as we go to church, and right now, you know, we we we've not been able to gather in person at quote unquote church. But the reality is, we are the church, mm-hmm. right? The kingdom of God is in us. And, and so we bring the church wherever we are, wherever we go. And so once again, just building on this idea that it's so much more than about Sunday. And that's been so hard for me to learn. I know we've had other conversations too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Adam, I've, I've gone to church every Sunday for 28 years. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a PK and that meant we went to church three nights a week, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so many people. Sometimes in this, more, right? Sometimes more. <laughs> yeah. Don't even talk about the revival weeks, yeah. you know, yeah. where you, you went seven yeah. days straight. Yeah. And so to go from that perspective in this region, in our culture is hard. Yeah. It's hard, but, but the heart of it, uh, it's genuine. It, like it's a genuine thing to to think that our lives do not depend upon one day. Our Christian walk does, does not depend upon one day. Yeah. Sure, it's beautiful to be able to gather together. Absolutely. The, the early church did that, but but the early church did that not to live for that day, but so that that day could be transformed throughout the rest of their week. That's right. Um, but yeah, their, so. their gathering did not stop on Sunday. That's right. They did right. not stop on Sunday. Yeah, but they, so good. they were faithful to Jesus seven days a week, 168 hours. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's what we have to learn through this process. Mm-hmm. So so what does this look like practically, right? Um, so it's one thing to understand, okay, the kingdom of God is with us. I think I think the, the quote that Pastor Daniel said is the kingdom of God is anywhere where the will of God is done. And man, I know that was, whoa, you know, is, does God have full reign and control that his will can be accomplished in my life? That's so good. But the other side of that is how can we then bring the kingdom of God to others? And, and once again, we'll switch that from we to me. How can you bring the kingdom of God to others? I think in this world in general, generosity is an anomaly. Mm. But especially in these times right now, like uh, it's inconceivable to use Pastor Andy's words um, from last Sunday. It's inconceivable to see a generous act and without any strings attached. Like no. someone does something nice for you and you're like, what do they want? Like you, you always have wondering what their motive is and to see um, people doing something generous without any strings, I think that shows Jesus more than anything else. Sure. Um, and then if they ask you, why are you being generous? Then it gives you the opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. Like they have opened the door for you yeah. because that is so countercultural, so um, against the norm in this world to be able to see that. And so I think that, like that lifestyle shows Jesus more than anything else can. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I want to go right off of that because I think there's a side of generosity that uh, we oftentimes don't think of, and that's just being generous with our time. Mm, That's hard for me, Aaron. All right. Now let's just talk about this for everybody right now. This is hard. Everybody went for five months, you know, five months in quarantine to where time just became like this, uh, this new, this new thing that you just had. It's Everybody time that we didn't know we had, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then now, what's what gets tricky is that you've got to experience all this free time with family and friends, or just to to binge watch whatever on Netflix, right? I know we've all been there, but <laughs> now, how do you give your time to the Lord? Yeah. 
How do you give the time to ministry? How do you give the time to, to those around you in your neighborhood, in your community? Yeah. Uh, me and my wife, we've been talking a whole lot about what does it mean to be hospitable? What does it mean to, to open up our homes and just let it be a place where hospitality happens? And sometimes that's hard because uh, that takes time and it takes effort to care and, and to love for others. But we, we really, I think for us, just trying to be generous with our time. What are some things that we can do uh, with for our friends and our family? Like I said, I'm not talking about, you know, the random person in our neighborhood. Sure, we can love them, we can care for them, but we're trying to find just practical ways that we can care for those that have been closest to us throughout And you have time. two little kids, so you're not... You're not joking when you say time is like precious because yeah. kids take up a lot of time, especially at the age that your kids are. And so that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And, and really what greater lesson is there to teach our kids than to, to be generous with our time mm -hmm. for others, right? Uh, we, uh, our time is, I don't believe is just for our family. Sure. We have to invest in that. We have to commit time to our kids and we have to be able to find a good balance, but ultimately our time should be shared because we genuinely love and care other care for others. Yeah. Um, and I think just being able to do that right now is difficult. It may be even be a little scary, but there are some great ways. I heard this story, Adam, this was incredible of where this, this man literally, literally showed, showed Jesus by picking up or rolling back the garbage cans in his neighborhood. Mm. Every single day, or every yeah. single day after the, the, uh, the, the trash was, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say yeah. was taken, yeah. he would literally go through his neighborhood and roll back the trash cans. Mm. And he did it just out of genuine hospitality, genuine love, just care for his neighbors. I'm it's like, not the big things that make a difference. It's little things like that that you don't even think can make a difference that people are like, huh. Yes. It's different about them. Absolutely. That's I remember, awesome. I remember this. Um, this is a, a, a teaching that I, uh, it was an organization and they did lots of different things, but their whole, um, kind of their whole mantra for everything was earning the right to be heard. Mm. And so doing things like that, people are very curious. Why would he do that? It goes back Why to the strings attached thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, the act alone is great. But being ready to give an answer for why is the, that's the kicker. And what I found, and I see this all throughout the scripture, but this is where I struggle when it comes to being generous with time. It's this word that starts with an F and ends with flexible, right? <laughs> flexible, right? Jesus was on his way somewhere and something else happened mm. and he stopped and he attended to what was happening right then. And so, so many times in my life, I see, me, I see God trying to break in and I'm so busy that I oftentimes don't even recognize that there was an opportunity mm. to be uh, his hands, his feet, uh, because I was just so dead set on getting to where I was, where I was going. Absolutely. All right, so we'll keep it moving here. The last week in the series, last week, uh, we had a, a special guest come, and you already alluded to this. If you did not know who uh, Andy Stanley was before last week, you definitely know now, and I'm sure you've probably already looked up some other sermons, but phenomenal communicator. He's got an awesome podcast, and last week's message was phenomenal. We got a great history lesson on uh, the uh, Roman Empire and I know there were so many things that, that, that stood out, but what was, what was maybe in, in the way he told it, I know we probably all had, on some level had heard that story in history class, uh, but what's one thing that stood out about that that was, that was impactful? 
I'm telling you, that was that was a beautiful message. You don't hear very many messages like that where you're literally telling a story, let alone go, let's right. go back in future and let's just put ourselves in yeah. their shoes. But I think what was so interesting is that just how confident that the Roman Empire was that they would forever stand mm. and that their beliefs and that their systems would reign supreme and superior for, for all of time. I really yeah. believe that, that nobody could ever conquer what they had built. And I, I just thought it really brought to light just kind of not, I guess arrogancy would be a right word. The proud, yeah. and you know, how proud they were to be Roman, yeah. uh, Roman people and have their, have their incredible civilization that they built. Of course, by all intents and purposes, right? I mean, they were the dominant world empire. And, Absolutely. And, and they conquered everything, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't unfounded that they would stand forever. Um, and he even, the, the title of the message was inconceivable, right? Inconceivable. How, how could this be? I think if any of us were to go back to January, 2020, and someone tell us what March of 2020 would look like, what April, what May, what June, still now July and August look like, we would be like, that, that's never going to happen. There's Inconceivable. No Inconceivable. Yeah. For sure. Inconceivable. Yeah. I was thinking more about the perspective of like the early Christians of that time, like to choose to be a Christian, because it's a choice. Yeah. Um, it's almost a death sentence um, for anyone who would cho choose that life. You think back to the Colosseum, all those, all those different ways that they used to torture and kill the Christians of that day. So why would anyone choose that, you know? And it was each person's individual experience, individual relationship with Jesus that, that they chose that, like, I don't care what happens to me right now. I'm choosing Jesus because he's more important than anything that can happen to me and not letting the fear of the what ifs and, and, and uncertainties rule, which I, I, I know in my life, I know those rule me all the time like that. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen? You know, and, and the fear stands in my way a lot of time and they were bold enough. They were courageous enough to not care going back to the kingdom of God perspective. Um, to just still choose Jesus regardless of the consequence. And man, that's a, that's a hard choice yeah. for yourself, for your family, for your children. And these are hard choices to have to make. Yeah, and I want to real quick, I'm just breaking in on this. And I know we, we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but you said this word fear. And I think so many times, and of course we see all throughout the scripture, Jesus says, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And I know for a long time, I believed like do not fear was that you didn't have fear. Mm. Right, but that's that's not the case, right? It's not that I'm not afraid. It's not that the earth, the Christian, the church were not afraid, but because of the hope that they had in Jesus Christ, they moved on in spite of the fear, mm. right? And that's not letting the fear control you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and Pastor Daniel alluded to it in, in his message. Whenever we start to worry, whenever we start to be more concerned, really what that all is being driven by is that we are more concerned about our own kingdoms that we are established and that we are trying to run versus God's kingdom. So right. we're in our heart for our kingdom versus Jesus' kingdom. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I love my wife. I love my two sons. But at the end of the day, I believe we have to love God more than all of those things because ultimately our kingdom is with is with Him and with, and with what Jesus has done for us. And I believe that these that these disciples were sold out. They understood what their kingdom was, and they were willing to sacrifice anything for it, mm. even their lives. And it's just a it's just a beautiful display of what it truly means to follow Jesus. And that sounds great. Oh, yeah, but hard to apply, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's a day-by-day -day thing. And I think that, that once again, I, I said this in the very beginning, 
so many times, either what happened in the past or the what if of the future paralyzes us from living right now. How do we love God more? How do we put him first? Well, we put him first right now. Yeah. When so. you talked about when those promptings come, we don't make excuses. We don't um, say, I'll do it when. We do it right now. We act on it right now. Because I don't know about you, but I'll forget five minutes from now. Absolutely. Because well, something life happens, happens and so, you know, something else is kind of checking my attention. I don't mean to. Yeah. We're strapped to this, this little rectangle that lives in our pocket and somebody else texts or, or yes, emails or whatever absolutely. and bam, we're gone. You know, Jesus throughout this time, he, I feel like he's been teaching me that following him is, and we talk about it all the time here at the church, following Jesus is just a series of next steps. Mm. And those steps are, are oftentimes so small. Mm. It is so small. Can we open up the day in prayer? Can we open God's word and allow it to teach? Can we can we do something um, with generosity to those around us? And and really, just a, a compilation of those steps can just create great change in our life. Can create great change in our ministry. And what we'll slowly begin to see when we take those take those small steps to Christ is our kingdom begins to shift as well to Him. That's right. You know, not, not all at once. Not all at once. Not overnight. And there will be times where you will begin to fight. And I know whenever whenever crisis happens, whenever conflict comes, we we like to revert and we like to to the comfortable. We, yeah, to the comfortable. Um, and so there's just so much to learn in that. But I, I, I believe Jesus has been teaching me. It's just small steps yeah. towards Him every single day. I'm going to fail. I'm definitely going to mess up. There's going to be there's going to be times where I will run the other way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Not That's not right. take a step. Yeah. But I believe then you receive grace. Then we will receive grace. Right. But I believe taking those small steps every day helps us to to develop that kingdom mindset of following Him. Yeah, guys, this has been so good, and I just want to I want to thank you for being just open, honest, transparent, good, yeah. bad, ugly. Right? Uh, we are not perfect. We we make mistakes, and we like what we've set up here. We have those aha moments that we've not acted on. And so once again, I just want to just encourage you guys to take the next steps that we've talked about. But uh, would you guys just, just once again, thank these guys for coming and, and sharing. I'm just going to ask you guys, go ahead and step off and, and we'll wrap up here with everybody. Um, you know, I love what, what Pastor Aaron said there. He talked about um, the temporary kingdoms. And there are so many things that we put in that place of our temporary kingdom. But today, this is all about taking next steps. And maybe today you've had an aha moment and you're like, man, I know I need to do that. But listen, it's about taking action. It's about taking a next step. And for many of you today, maybe you've never taken the very first step of putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You are you feel hopeless right now. You feel like there is no good that can come. You feel like the, the world is over. I don't know where you are right now. But listen, I am comforted by, under, by knowing and understanding that maybe not in my lifetime, but the world has been here before, right? And it's tarried on. It has continued. Listen, there is hope right now. There is peace right now. And that comes through one person. His name is Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you right now, if you've never put your faith and trust in him, you can do that right now. And I'm just going to say a simple prayer because we can have confidence because the scripture tells us in Romans 10, 9, that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? We are saved from God's wrath. We have broken God's law by sin in our life. I've bloated, I've messed up. 
And so if that's you and you wanna put your faith and trust in him right now, just pray this prayer with me. Say, say, God, I've blown it. I've messed up. I've tried to run things my own way. I've tried to do things my own way. But today, as best as I know now, I am confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. I'm gonna put him, I'm gonna bring the kingdom of God as we've just talked about. I'm gonna bring the kingdom of God into my life. And I'm gonna let your will be done in my life. I believe Jesus is who he said he was. I believe that he came, he lived, he died. And three days later, I don't understand it, but I believe as the scriptures say that he rose from the dead. He lives and because he lives, I can live as well. Today, if you just prayed that prayer, I wanna encourage you to let somebody know. If you're sitting in a watch party, pick up your phone, text somebody, say, today I gave my life to Jesus. There's power in letting someone know. We would love to know as well. We wanna celebrate with you. And I just wanna encourage you, you can text the word SAVED to our, our text line, 606-268-9436. We wanna send you some resources. And just like we've talked about all throughout today, salvation happens in an instant. But as you grow closer to Jesus, that's something that will take place every single day of the rest of your life. And we wanna come alongside of you. We wanna help you. We wanna pray for you. We wanna give you some resources to get started in this new way of life. I'm gonna pray for us. I wanna thank you guys for joining us today. And uh, we cannot wait to the day that we can gather together once again in person. But it's so amazing that God has given us this opportunity to gather together online. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for just what you're doing right now. God, I know it looks different, it feels different, but help us to recognize where you're working and what you're doing. Lord, we love you and we praise you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. So it was such an awesome recap to what we've learned the past few weeks. And like they talked about, it's not just about hearing all the sermons over the past few weeks, but just putting them into action. Absolutely, I mean, the Bible tells us to not just be hearers of the word, but doers. And so how do you put feet, you know, yep. to that. And there's just a, a lot of next steps that can come out of this, but a huge one that I talked about is right now, giving your life to Christ. Absolutely. And if you took that step of salvation today, we want to know about it, right? Absolutely. The Bible tells us that all of heaven rejoices when we give our lives to Christ. So you can text that number 606-268-9436 and you're going to text the word SAVED just to let us know about it. We want to set you up on your journey and we want to celebrate with you. And you you can let us know in the chat as well. Absolutely. We just want to celebrate with you. Like like we've said, we just want to come alongside you. This is a huge next step, and we just don't want you to go through this journey alone. Absolutely. But like uh, sermons like this, there are just so many different next steps that can come out of this, um, whether that's baptisms or salvation or giving. There are just so many different next steps. And if you just want to check out all the next steps that we offer here at Better Life Church, you can do so at betterlife.church slash next steps. So one next step is giving. Yes. And some people that may be their next step is to give through the ministry here at Better Life Church. It's because of all of your generosity that we're able to do church online and to also do some of the things that we have That's coming up. Fun stuff. Yeah, yes. I'm really excited because we have a kids event coming yes. up. Um, and Jordan, you don't have kids, but do you like going to the movies? I love the movies. Okay, so how long has it been since you've it been It feels here? like it's been an eternity since I've <laughs> Do you remember the last movie you watched? 
In Probably the, in, in an Avengers movie. Okay, big okay. Superhero. Well, Better Life Kids is taking over the movies awesome. on September 12th. It's a Saturday, 10 o'clock. Before anybody gets there, all of the rooms will be taken over by Better Life Kids. That is kids. incredible. Yes. We want to build community with all of our families. We want to just serve you and your families. We want you to have connection, to see your, uh, your friends' faces, our faces. So we only have, we have limited capacity. It's for both of our campuses. So you need to do, uh, you need to text our number. What's Same our number. number? Be sure to save this number in your phone. 606-268-9436. That's right. And you're going to text the word movies this time. So text movies to that number on the screen to let us know if your family is going to join us for the Better Life Kids movie takeover. And that is so fun. The whole movie theater. Just imagine being a kid getting to say, hey, my church, we rented out the whole yes, movie theater. I know. We're excited. That is incredible. And another huge thing during all this, we just, as a church, we know that prayer just has a tremendous power behind it. And we want to pray for you. We want to just love on you through prayer. And you can text us your prayer request straight to us, and we'll be able to send those to our prayer team and just pray over them. If you can just text pray, followed by your request, right to that number, we'll get to send that out and be praying over your specific request. Yeah, and I think sometimes people think, well, you know, what I have going on in my life isn't significant, yes. but everything is significant Absolutely. to God. And as a body of believers, we have to come together and pray There's for one so, another. I feel like a lot of times we do underestimate the power of prayer. Absolutely. Like we, we almost like never think to pray about a situation. Or we say, well, that's all we can do. That's all. Well, that is. That is. Huge. Absolutely. It's powerful. But guys, it has been so much fun, this series, and getting to wrap up with a, just an awesome panel of how we can apply this past month's sermons to our own lives, our my life. It's not we, it's me. But um, as we go into next week, we're having kicking off another awesome series. But we can't wait to see you right here next week. Check out this series.